Kyle Sondland and Herbert Konings are founding partners for Security Token Group. All opinions expressed by them or guests on this podcast are solely their opinions and do not represent the views of Security Token Group or its subsidiaries. You should not take any opinion expressed on the show as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow any investment strategy. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Security Token Show. I'm your host, Herakonis. Of course, I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle Salen. We're here in sunny Miami, Florida, ready to give you the latest and greatest in security tokens, all the latest news, the newest offerings that you can invest in, the newest trading updates on the secondary market, as well as a look inside the metaverse, followed by our main topic, which is going to be all about airdrops and could they be the next securities violation. But Kyle, we can't start the show without first thanking our sponsor, which this week is XY Labs. XY Labs is actually now available and trading on the T0 ATS. You can go check it out on T0.com and they are proudly using the Vertalo solution to manage their cap table on the blockchain. Thank you so much to XY Labs for being our sponsor this week. And we've got a crazy show lined up for you, of course, where we're going to are going to break down the top five. These are the things that you need to know. And then we're going to go through industry news, trading security tokens, some new offerings inside the metaverse, and a whole lot of other fun stuff before we kick off that main topic. But with that, Herwig, let's go right into our top five. And moving into number one on our top five, this is the biggest headline from the week. We are talking about Wisdom Tree, $75 billion in assets under management. This is a great large institution who has announced a digital asset fund for real world assets that are going to be tokenized. Specifically, this is the Wisdom Tree Short Term Treasury Digital Fund with the ticker WTSY. And this is going to be focused on one to three year treasury bonds. And it's going to be a token fund. This is working with Securency. Basically, Securency is the transfer agent here, and they are going to be recording the cap table and the management and movement of these shares on both the Ethereum and Stellar blockchains. This is a huge move for cap table management and, again, proves the viability of tokenization, not only from a secondary market trading perspective necessarily, but also a lot of these institutions understand the benefits of leveraging blockchain for transparency with the underlying ledger, giving them a whole lot of additional benefits. So shout out to Securency for winning a huge client, but more importantly, shout out to Wisdom Tree, a huge issuer getting into the security token Another space. billion dollar asset manager. Gotta love it. But number two, Sam Bankman-Fried, the CEO of FTX, has made a huge announcement that FTX US, its US subsidiary, is going to move from Chicago to... Miami, you betcha. New headquarter unlocked. We're excited. Who knows? They may even be in our very building that we're filming in right now. We know they already have a presence here, uh, but we're super excited for that. And it comes on the heels of actually another announcement, a little change up. Brett Harrison, the recent head of FTX US, has stepped down. He will go into an advisory role. We've got a new head, Zach Dexter, who will be taking over. We're looking forward to meeting you. And into number three, Nexo. You may be familiar with them. They offered a lot of crypto. Crypto yield product staking services. We know certainly many of the people around the office were familiar with their services. You may have been as well. 
Unfortunately, rehypothecation gets everyone in trouble. Recently, BlockFi settled with a $100 million fine for offering yields on cryptocurrencies. Nexo now finding itself into some hot water with eight states in the United States, all looking into their earn interest product. This is basically the same thing as BlockFi and all these other guys. It only makes sense they're probably going to have to face a similar reality. Two important states to recognize here, New York and California, on top of a bunch of other random Six states. Six other regulators, so definitely nothing to joke about, and a huge uh, settlement for BlockFi, so we'll see what happens. They did catch, uh, I think, the wind because they stopped taking U.S. customers as early as February, but still, you can see, you can never quite get away from the SEC. Number four, we've got ABC and Black Manta Capital Partners. They are hosting a security token conference, folks. It's next week. That's actually the week of airing uh, this episode, October 7th. You can go check that out. It's hosted in Munich. So if you are in Germany or nearby in Europe, definitely go check it out. It's going to have all the latest and greatest uh, education and sauce when it comes to security tokens. Unfortunately, we won't be there. We did everything we could to try to make it out, but just getting to Germany is a little bit difficult for us right now. We've got our four-year birthday for security token market coming up that same week. You should look out for some cool stuff coming from us. And number five. To round out our top five, what's dripping, Herwig? Ooh, what's dripping by Jonah Schulman? It's coming back. Ooh. He took a little bit of a hiatus because if you are a follower of his newsletter, you'd know that he's done it, I think, 75 or 80 weeks in a row. Trust me, that's not easy. So he deserved a couple week break. And when he took a break, he went off to Switzerland to go to the security <laughs> token conference. So unfortunately, Megan Nivel stepped in, delivered another great newsletter in his stead. But now he's back. Now we're dripping yet again liquidity is here he's back with a fury because he's got a brand new trailer you can check out right now hey you listen to me if you don't know me i'm jonah Shulman. i'm head of communications at security token market and for the past four years i've been one of the few individuals voicing security tokens to the globe and i'm here today to announce something big something the industry is missing an unmet need some might say that's why one year ago i decided to launch the what's stripping newsletter in order to reach adoption, we need to reach the masses. And how do we do that? By being relatable and simplistic. Through a newsletter that guarantees you will laugh, learn, and make it rain every week. So how do I start off your week? By saying, let's get liquid. Have you ever wondered why you can only invest in Apple stock or Facebook? Only the elite of the world are able to invest in private deals like real estate, early stage companies, sports teams, you name it. That's changing now, forever. Now you, the investor, now have the power and ability to invest in any asset around the world and trade it like a stock on Wall Street. Of course, we aren't there yet, but we are moving there at supersonic speeds. And this newsletter is going to document every single step of the way. So without further ado, strap in, hold on tight because we, the Rainmakers, are riding this wave all the way to the moon. Let's get liquid. Subscribe now. 
Happy Grand Rising, everyone! Today we are starting our news with our regulations BFF, the SEC. They are suing Hydrogen and Moonwalkers for alleged market manipulation and unregistered securities offerings. According to the SEC, Hydrogen distributed its hydro token through bounty programs and airdrops back in 2018, while also selling users directly through its trading platform in an effort to fund the Hydrogen project. The Hydro CEO, Michael Kane hired Moonwalkers to wash trade the tokens, creating a market activity that stabilized its price and increased user interest. This complaint by the SEC can mean that non-sale distribution of tokens can still be considered securities offerings. The complaint cites that at one point, an investor was led to believe that Hydro would have value. For a year, there has been confusion on whether the SEC stands on airdrops and this case might be the one that clears it all for us. In other news, we have Tokenite and Onera partnership partnering up to distribute tokenized assets over the Onera Fin P2P network. Until recently, the digital securities industry lacked the ability to connect issuers and other market participants globally, making the access to high-quality digital assets limited. With the creation of the Fin P2P, Onera created an instant exchange of digital assets held on any blockchain platform. Their routing network has the power to open up digital distributions for the private markets and unlock global liquidity, liquidity in a way that has a single institution or exchange can achieve on its own. Tokenized technology on the other end hand has enabled direct transfers and settlement of tokenized assets in a complaint manner. Its infrastructure uses the market standard ERC-3643 to ensure each transfer can only be triggered between eligible investors. Their partnership is a big win for investors because by integrating Onera's Fin P2P distribution network, they are allowing clients to further improve the liquidity of their tokenized assets by reaching a broader investor base across the globe. Next up, we have INX Digital Company. They have created a platform intended to allow the trading of securities and exchange commission register security tokens along with various cryptocurrencies. Their product is called dubbed INX1 and will be open to both retail and institutional investors and will also include services for issuers seeking to raise capital via security token offerings. Their CEO, said they are focused on developing a platform that offers individuals and institution investors ease of access to crypto and security token offerings as they pioneer a new era of digital assets. In other news, NASDAQ is starting a cryptocurrency custody service. NASDAQ Digital Assets will initially develop an advanced custody solution that will incorporate liquidity and execution services to address industry challenges around connect connectivity, availability, and efficiency. NASDAQ will complete with crypto exchange Coinbase and crypto custodians Anchorage Digital and Bitco in holding Bitcoin and Ether for institutional clients in the U.S. I, for once, am very excited to see the future of this. Today, we are ending our news with one that could create a significant impact on the wider crypto industry. The CFTC declared DAOs are not immune from enforcement and may not violate the law with impunity. This means regulators will be going after individual founders if the product being offered on those smart contracts violates laws. The decision came after they charged the founder B0X with operating as an unregistered futures commission merchant and failing to meet Bank Secrecy Act requirements for gathering customer information. 
They also filed a federal civil enforcement action against Oki Dow, saying it was a successor to B0X that operated the same software protocol and violated the same laws. This indicated they see all voting governance token holders as potentially potentially culpable members of a DAO. The matter is not settled yet, but it's important to note that as long as the DAO isn't doing anything which violates any laws that could subject the members to personal liability, then it shouldn't be an issue. Okay, folks, that's all the news I have for you today. Let's pass it on to STO updates. Hello tokenizers and welcome back to the market updates. Megan is at Circle's Dev Day, so I'm filling in one more time. In my opinion, the exciting thing this week is the clear mainstream desire to learn how tokenization will revolutionize TradFi. With TechCrunch, The Wall Street Journal, and others covering the concept, it's becoming more and more apparent that this industry is on the brink of exploding. Now let's get into the STOs. First up, this is not an STO, but it's very important for spreading knowledge around security tokens and digital assets. Benzinga and Security Token Market just announced strategic partnership to further digital asset education. Benzinga, another media company with intensive experience building brand awareness and putting companies in front of millions of readers and investors, have joined forces with us to broaden and educate the rapidly growing digital asset community. Benzinga and STM will syndicate media share resources, and enable clients in the digital asset space to reach new audiences. If you have interest in collaborating, please reach out to Megan at stomarket.com. This will even further mainstream adoption across the board. Next up, Innovation Smart District, a real estate project, launches its own security token, the ISD token. This tokenized real estate is special because it aims to develop the Innovation Smart District, the latest smart city in Panama. The city plans to make use of the latest tech features to provide maximum usability and convenience to people interested in purchasing the property. ISD tokens allow interested customers to become a part of the entire Innovation Smart District project. Innovation Smart District has created a billion ISD tokens that are backed by the ISD land and their assets. Now head over to Digital Journal for the full story and details. That's all for today, folks. Now let's send it over to sjs.eth for those market updates. Hello and happy Monday! The security token market cap is knocking on the door of, get this, $19 billion! Even through all this turmoil, security tokens are holding up exceptionally well, and it's thanks to the development of many big companies in the space, one of which is INX Digital. They've created a platform intended to allow the trading of SEC-registered security tokens along with various cryptocurrencies. Dubbed INX1, the product will be open to both retail and institutional investors and will also include services for issuers seeking to raise capital via S-Security Token Offering, or STO. If you remember, in 2021, INX was the first company to complete a security token offering that was registered with the US SEC. With the INX token issuance raising more than $85 million from over 7,200 investors. Today, they're trading at 65 cents with a market cap of $80.4 million. And in other news, NASDAQ, the second largest US stock market operator, is starting a cryptocurrency custody service as it aims to cash in the demand from institutional crypto investors, according to a press release on Tuesday. 
Last Tuesday, that is, the company has hired Ira Orbach, who previously ran Prime Brokerage Services at Gemini, as the head of its digital assets units, the release said. They are not messing around. Nasdaq's move into crypto follows a wider trend across Wall Street. As we saw last month, BlackRock, which is the world's largest asset manager, said it's going to offer cryptocurrencies to its institutional clients and depository trust and clearing corporation, which processes almost all U.S. stock market trades, released its own blockchain as it looks up to speed the settlement of trades. Things are getting really, really exciting in crypto space as we see, even through a bear market, development is happening all over the place. That's what's look what's to look forward to. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week and I'll see you next Monday. Wakey wakey, welcome to Inside the Metaverse with your host, Kayla. I'm taking over this week so that Eves can be in Costa Rica. Okay. Wakey wakey, welcome to Inside the Metaverse with your host, Kayla. I'm taking over as a special guest host this week while Eves is out. With that being said, let's get into it. Armani Beauty heads into the Fortnite metaverse with Rewrite the Code game. Rewrite the Code is inspired by the brand's new men's fragrance, Armani Code Perfume. Next, one of the companies hopping on the metaverse train is ACS Laboratory, the largest hemp and cannabis testing facility in the eastern United States, which is planning to enter the metaverse and Decentraland. The company said in a press release shared with Finbold on September 28th, indeed, ACS Laboratory is joining the Decentraland's virtual reality platform, Automatic Slim's Metaverse Marketplace, powered by the blockchain company Block City and consisting of four floors of dynamic experiences, merging retail, education, and entertainment. Moving forward, Zepetto, the largest metaverse platform in Asia, reportedly is speeding up in its international development to compete with big tech companies, investing billions in building avatar-filled virtual worlds. Zepetto has drawn 340 million users since its debut in 2018. It has been dominated by young female users in contrast to competing platforms created by game firms. Zepetto was developing Turkish and Arabic language versions of the platform as part of an effort to expand into the Middle East. Zepetto was well-liked in Brazil. Billions of dollars are being staked on the three-dimensional metaverse, becoming the next central computing platform by organizations like Microsoft and Facebook, parent company Meta. Last but not least, Walmart enters the metaverse via Roblox. Retail giant Walmart has announced the launch of two new metaverses, Walmart Land and Universe of Play. The launch was scheduled for September 26th. Roblox, a metaverse platform that averages 52 minimum daily users, is the home of Walmart Metaverse. They have two separate metaverses for many featured designs for fun and interaction, bringing the best of Walmart to the metaverse. In addition, customers can freely access it from various systems such as PC, Mac, iOS, Xbox, consoles, and many more. Both Walmart Land and Universe of Play are designed to, to attract a new generation of customers. The three most important features designed for Generation Z are Electric Island House of Style and, and Electric Fest, as well as virtual avatar merchandise. A Ferris wheel to see the world from a bird's eye view, Universe of Play will be filled with the best toys over the year and will be accompanied by exciting games, sought after rewards, and virtual adventures. That was Inside the Metaverse with your host, Kayla. 
And it's time for the Companies of the Week segment on the show. This is where Kyle and I, we each choose a company that we thought made the biggest moves in the space last week for security tokens. And Kyle, who are you going to spotlight this week for episode 160? Look, man, you know, we love our industry. Security tokens are amazing. But aside from security tokens, the other thing that we really do love here is the Miami tech scene. Sure do. And so I would be remiss if I didn't give my company of the week to none other than FTX US for officially moving their headquarters here to Miami, Florida. Many of you actually may be surprised that they weren't already headquartered here because they do sponsor the Miami Heat Stadium. It's the FTX Arena. And certainly I believe Sam Bankman-Fried, the, the founder, is uh, you know just over the, the seas there in the Bahamas, but they are now officially moving their HQ to Miami. They're going to have a much stronger presence here. We've been here. We welcome them with open arms. The community has done the same. So I wanted to give them a huge shout out. Zach Dexter is the new CEO. Look forward to potentially meeting him sometime soon as the former CEO of FTX US is leaving the firm. This is presumably because he was the CEO of Ledger X, a company they acquired. Perhaps now he's looking to do his own thing. So shout out to that team. They're an amazing group of individuals. We do work in the same building as one of their offices and have gotten a chance to meet with some of the FTX team and have had nothing but positive experiences. So we're excited to see what this means for Miami Tech as well as the crypto industry as a whole. Brett was also based in Chicago, so maybe he didn't quite want to come down to the sunny skies over down I don't know here. why, but you know. No clue, but bienvenidos, FTX US. We're excited to have you in our backyard. How about you? Well, I got to give it to Wisdom Tree, Kyle. I mean, Wisdom Tree is a $75 billion asset manager. Uh, as you pointed out in the top five, huge win for Securency, who's powering this. But it's worth noting that Wisdom Tree has essentially created their own internal ecosystem for this using a variety of different technology providers. They have their prime digital wallet, which is how you'll use this. They're focusing on U.S. Treasury bonds, which is a massive, massive market, which can bring a lot of institutions and adoption into the space. But most importantly, Wall Street pays attention when companies like Wisdom Tree decide to do something innovative like leverage mm -hmm. the blockchain for cap table management and records. And furthermore, through securities technology, they're able to leverage both Stellar or Ethereum. So mm -hmm. they are uh, promoting something that we've believed often, which is that there are cross-chain security mm. tokens that will be the future. So for all those reasons, got to give it to Wisdom Tree, Kyle. Makes total sense. Multi-chain assets are obviously the future. This is the technology, and there may be many different providers that bring a lot of value. So shout out to those two companies. And with that, Herwig, let's get into our main topic. Let's do it. So Herwig, we have detailed at length on these episodes the U.S. government and regulators, specifically the SEC's war with crypto. This was documented with obviously all the craziness with ICOs, but I think really the turning point for when the SEC went on the offensive was starting with Ripple. We've seen how the Ripple case has drawn on at length as the SEC believed it was an unregistered security. And then they've really begun to step up their case here. And Gensler, who is the chairman, Gary Gensler, has said on record, he believes that pretty much all of the cryptocurrencies, I don't want to quote him specifically, but I believe he said something along the lines of everything in the crypto industry is an unregistered security, potentially besides for Bitcoin. And we had an interesting article come out that came across our desk that I think we both thought was a really interesting topic to talk about today and one that's not quite as intuitive when it comes to whether it's a security or not, but the SEC maybe believes airdrops are securities. 
What's your take on the whole thing? Well, I think you're spot on, Kyle, in terms of when you think the the new change happened. Ripple, the Ripple against, or the case against Ripple by the SEC actually came out on the end of the term of uh, ex-chairman Jay Clayton. Uh, Now, he was a Republican chairman, and he definitely had his fair share of uh, activity and role in enforcing the ICO craze, for sure. Mm -hmm. But one definitely recognized, especially a lot of the stuff that he did while in office, was very good for digital asset securities was you know not necessarily bad for crypto in general but of course on his way out the ripple drop happened and suddenly Gary Gensler the new chairman comes up and says hey I think the entire industry needs to be regulated by the SEC uh, so this definitely has as we have pointed out put an offensive on crypto there is a quote-unquote subtle war happening if you will uh, and it's happening through many of these different legal cases and one of the legal cases that came in front of our desk was actually with a company called Hydrogen Technology. The SEC recently has gone after them saying that they have once again violated securities laws, in this case, potentially because they used an airdrop in the situation. So let's go ahead and try to break it down. Set the scene for All us. the facts per se, so we can only glean. We're certainly mm-hmm. not attorneys, uh, but for sure we can see if we can learn from this and see if potentially other cases maybe in the future, just like we saw with Nexo. Right. We knew that was going to happen in Nexo because we saw it happen with BlockFi. Same thing might happen here with hydrogen as our first test. Now, the hydrogen response to this has also been that there is no merit and that this case is baseless. Of course. Uh, Something we see often when when the crypto companies get hit by the SEC. But it's also worth mentioning that without admitting or uh, denying guilt, there was a, a act where the CEO gave back $40,000 in ill-gotten gains. So maybe there was something else settled on the side. Uh, this is clearly still an active case. Um, and they're clearly going to fight it, given the fact that they think the case is baseless. But there was already, it looks like, some admission without actually admitting it to the CEO giving back some ill-gotten gains. Now, the SEC has gone ahead and said that the company made more than $2 million in profit Hmm. through the false appearance of robust market activity using bots to create the illusion that there is demand behind the hydrogen, or the hydro, I think, token. Uh, So as a result, there was a pump, and I guess... Uh, the company itself managed to profit from this very endeavor. Now, uh, what is an airdrop for well, someone that's, that's listening point. that doesn't maybe great know point, the difference? Kyle. Great point. An airdrop um, is very simple. The value of the blockchain is that we all have digital wallets that support blockchain technology. And if we have someone's digital wallet, as long as it supports that type of token, in principle, you can send that wallet a token unless there has been some rules written into the smart contracts and other things that can be measured into it. But on a base case, you have a Bitcoin wallet. I have a Bitcoin wallet. You can send Bitcoin to me without any issue, without any middlemen. That's kind of the point. Uh, and an airdrop implies that it's actually done for free. It's given to you into your wallet and companies use it to do a mass distribution of any type of token. It could be done with NFTs, it can be done with cryptocurrencies, with stable coins. We can airdrop, as long as I know everybody's wallets, I can say, if I've got a thousand wallets, go ahead and divide my Bitcoin up to, into a thousand and automatically airdrop that to everybody's wallet. Suddenly Kyle wakes up and uh, now he's got some Bitcoin in his wallet. And this can be used for gamification, for marketing, for all kinds of purposes. One could even look at your digital wallet as a mailbox one day and you may wake up and find some kind mm, of tokens that's a great analogy. in your wallet. 
wallet. So definitely airdrops are a big component of ICOs, which as we've seen in this case, a way to create mass We've seen with NFTs too, right? Board Apes airdropping in eight tokens to their, yeah. their token holders. We've certainly covered at length about how they've had some of their own potential securities question marks around their collection. Do you think that there is a potential precedent that maybe is setting here around distributing some benefit that, all right, we didn't sell it, but if I'm providing it to someone, is that maybe a dividend or something like that? Again, we have no real insight as to how this case might sell. We don't necessarily have all the facts, but I do think that this isn't necessarily a situation of just the airdrop marking a securities violation. Interesting. There's definitely more to this that we can unravel, but hopefully that would definitely bring a lot of joy to the crypto world because having to airdrop anything and turn it into a security ruins the basis of an airdrop. Right. Right. Uh, and I don't think it's necessarily the, the concept of an airdrop that automatically makes it a violation, but who knows? And then as we see with the Ripple case, whatever result happens here could create some kind of a precedence right. that even though it wasn't the case before, maybe now it is. I think it's an important point that you make too, that there is some sort of claim. Of course, this is all alleged. There's there's no, we're not, we're certainly not trying to disparage the uh, the parties in question here. But in the event that the SEC believes that there was manipulation, that's certainly something we've seen them enforce in the past between OpenSea having their, their own question marks with, with one of their chief product officers or product people that was trading on behind the scenes of these collections. You see the Coinbase thing. We covered that a couple of weeks ago around how Coinbase had some insider trading with some of their employees, trading new listings and things like that. I know that they definitely do not like the market manipulation piece that, as you mentioned, considering they already cited that there were some question marks around how true and real that, that actually liquidity and that demand is, you certainly would expect that that's going to be a pretty big red flag for them. Totally agree with you. You know, there's definitely a lot of just ignorance, you know, lack of knowing the rules and violating the rules. And the SEC clearly, you, you know, even if it takes a little bit longer, you're probably still going to get got. But when it comes to fraud and you start adding those factors into it, you definitely go up higher on the priority chain, I think. Uh, right. And that definitely could right. be the case here. Now, what we saw is a, a attorney opine and said, companies cannot circumvent securities laws by structuring unregistered offerings as bonuses, compensation, or other such methods. Sorry, that was what the SEC quoted in their argument. Uh, and the attorney mentioned that perhaps uh, as a result of some of these tactics that they employed, they actually triggered some kind of a securities violation. Uh, you know, uh, essentially, there could have been the fact that because they gave away this airdrop and they expected a return for the distributor, aka $2 million in profit, this then creates a, some, you know, makes the token turn into a security as a result of this game. Uh, we know that the Howie test, if you've seen this show, that's what the SEC uses. Some clear prongs in there, including profiting uh, and through third uh, common enterprise. Well, if a common enterprise is clearly profiting here, uh, there's definitely some kind of red flags that would pop right. up. Would right, think. right, totally. So this is a fascinating case to watch because as you mentioned, not not only is this going to be interesting to see the individual realities of this specific case with relation to hydrogen, but there does seem to be ripple effects that come with these things. The most no likely scenario is that they, yeah, it's funny. The most likely scenario, as you mentioned before too, is that they may just settle and no one admits guilt, which I think is beneficial sometimes for the SEC because they don't have to feel the weight of the decision, whereas they can just penalize someone who's doing, doing something that they view as incorrect without having to have that 
word of law then translate to every other case because a lot of these are case-by-case -case bases. But that's why we're here to report all the news. We want to make sure that you're up to date with everything going on. And this is a pretty big Hallmark case because as far as we know, it's been the first time that an airdrop has been called into question with regards to securities laws, but it certainly won't be the last. Absolutely. So you're going to get them all here every Monday. Please subscribe on YouTube, like it, leave a comment. It really does help us out. We'd love any support we can get in terms of getting our word out to the masses because we're the only ones on the block that are actually talking about compliant assets on the blockchain. So thank you again for listening. Hurry, what else do you got? As always, Kyle and I, we're available on social media. Reach out, give us your comments, your questions, your feedback. How can we improve the show? Hopefully you learned something and we'll hope to catch you next week on Monday and happy tokenizing. Thank you.